Hey guys, got a little bit of a different episode for you today. Um, first 52 minutes are not football talk. So if you're looking for football, go to uh, the 52 minute mark. Thanks. Hope you guys enjoy it though. Welcome back to Tailgate Some Turnovers, episode seventy nine, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, seventy nine. Okay, um, got a little bit of a special episode. Uh, I I am gonna do like a solo preview for next week later, and I'll timestamp that in. So just a heads up. But um, I've got Danny here, who's been on. What's up, Danny? Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me again. And then uh, I've got Eli, who's kind of been on, but Eli's our one of our Badgers fans. Yes, audience member. Yes, Excited audience to be member. here. Um, but kind of a kind of a deep cut to start this off. You guys both worked at America's Best Retailer, Kmart. That we did. That yes. we did. I I don't know where. Like when? I guess when did you guys work there? Like that? I guess we'll start with that. So I, it was my first job in high school outside of like umping baseball. It was like, I think my time frame was uh, summer of 2011 to the spring of 14. And then that's that obviously a long time. Closed. It's such a long time when you think about it. But like, I, I don't know. I was in high school and I was like, I don't feel like getting another job. I can do whatever I want at this place. Yeah. And you wouldn't know any better. I mean, no, no none of us do at that point as our first again, job. Like I'll probably get into more of it later. I, I was pretty much able to do whatever I wanted. I I was in the same boat. I was only there for like six to eight months in like 2017, Bennett. So, uh, but Danny and I have briefly talked before this, and and we feel like the experience was was fully realized, even in those short short months. What What do you mean it was fully realized? Like, I mean, because when I came in, like the brand was dead. But the store, there were stores that still existed, and it was kind of fun. Like you'd be hanging out with your coworkers, and you'd be talking about like I don't know, like a, a business wire story would drop about what Kmart's are closing next, and everyone would like read the list together and like, well, our store's not on it. Guess we have a job next week. You know, it was just kind of fun. It was like store closing watch. What a see in my <laughs> experience, uh, the only um. The only Kmart that was anywhere near me was on the, the bad side of the tracks in, in, in a separate county, which um, the uh, the representative for that county, which was not mine, is um, what's her name? War, War Green Taylor, the, the crazy Republican oh, Marjorie. Marjorie. Oh, really? yeah. So <laughs> yep. she was the representative. So, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. And then there was a Kmart in Statesboro, Georgia, where, like where Georgia Southern is. That was their They didn't have a target or anything like that. So that's what we got. Did you like go there for college shopping? Like back to back to school stuff or uh there was a Walmart, so typically oh, okay. a Walmart. Right. Yeah. That yeah, makes sense. If, it's, if it's changed any stuff at affordable cost, you just go to Walmart, not Kmart. But Kmart yeah, but you could have bought like a computer made by a brand you've never heard of before. <laughs> so I mean Yeah. Um so uh when they did shut do you guys know what's there now? Like what replaced yeah, it? Yeah, I wanted to get into this. So um so mine was in like the town. It was in Montgomery, Illinois. It was like one town over from where I grew up in. And it ended up becoming a U-Haul like truck rental center. What about you, Connor? Like the, the whole Pretty building? Oh. Okay. Just the Kmart. Like there was also like a huge strip with like other stuff. Now, granted, there's like nothing else in that strip except like a Planet Fitness, I think now. 
But yeah, okay. it's just, it, it became a U-Haul truck rental center. So mine became a Planet Fitness Five Below Ulta Beauty and one other store. They, they just packed like four or five places into that where that building was. Mine, mine just became a, um, an academy. Academy sports. Oh, that's, that's a good, that's oh, a good okay. change. Which, yeah, yeah. Which is also very fitting for that group, like the demographic where it is. So mm-hmm. it, it fits out. Well. I mean, I like Academy. It's nothing against them. Yeah. So as I was mentioning with, when it came to, we felt like, okay, the close is coming soon. One of the things that, <coughs> and I want to, I want to talk, I want to hear about your managers, Danny, but we, our store manager was like freaked out about keeping the store clean. And it was like just one of the initiatives that, uh, you know, who corporate had to send down and, and she used to go around like keep clean. And, and I was like, you know, where there's the shopping cart return, like those floors are like there, there's no repairing them because they have been damaged by like black streaks and whatever for years and years rest. And I was like cleaning it and washing it. I'm like, I guess we got to get ready for when target comes to town. And that, that joke hit pretty well with the coworkers. Cause that was like the, the running gag. Yeah, no, I mean, this place up. <laughs> go, I mean, to discuss that, I so I was there when my store started liquidating. Okay. So they basically just had to start preparing for whatever was coming in next. We didn't know what it was going to be. So I, I was just working for like the last month I worked there. I was just ripping out like shelves oh. and stands and everything like that. And like you would take out like a shelf and underneath was just pure black, just Ugh. pure black. What I was am, your... Like, I'm sure they just ripped up all that flooring whenever uh-huh. who else moved in. But yeah, it was our store was not a super prioritized cleaning type store. Our store what? was like, hey, the people that shop here, they don't really go anywhere else. So who what cares? kind of what kind of uh, uh, sorry, I'm getting way too. I, I kind of still work retail. So like what kind of um, like racks do they have? Were they like the, the peg walls with the shelves that come off that? Or were they like A-frames that like peg hooks come off or like? They- yeah, they were like, I'm trying to think about it. All of our shelves and racks would be like, if you looked at the back, they had like those little holes in the wall. Yeah, the type peg thing. holes. The peg holes. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was all like the peg holes and pretty old type like shelving and everything. Yeah. Like there that. was a, um, a Walgreens that just shut down near me like a couple months ago and we were setting up a new office. So I went in there, like they were like liquidating everything. I was like, I could probably use some of this racking. Like, why not? Like, we won't sell any of the racking. I was like, well, that's the only thing that you have to sell. Like, I don't get it. No, it was for some reason for us, when we started liquidating, they sent us like so much random stuff. Like I would, so I worked in, I was working electronics department. Uh, we'll probably talk more positions later. I worked every position, but for some reason, after we like went into liquidation one day, I just like got, like I was unloading truck and I just got a box of like a hundred copies of the remastered halo one for 360 for some reason <laughs> and then because we were liquidating they were like yeah mark them for like five bucks so i bought like 10 copies and you know i would then sell them to other people for like 20 or 25 a piece it was well, crazy. Uh, also at the, at the time did those have the free um the two-week xbox live trial oh yeah they so yeah i mean those, yeah. Dude, those are worth uh yeah yeah, they sent us so much random crap when we were finally liquidating from like other stores and stuff to move. But yeah, it liquidation was a trip because they were like so dead set on being like, we got to work really hard and this, that and whatever. And it's like, I mean, the store's yeah. closing. So for you, how many, how many other stores were in your area or what was the nearest other Kmart? Oh, gosh. Um, 
it was tough because like i want to say during the time i worked there probably like three or four that were like close by all closed so it would get really mm-hmm. hard to tell people like well we don't have it but we can you know this store an hour and a half away does right um yeah because naperville definitely lost theirs obviously naperville everybody knows that's not a kmart area um that's a target town for sure for sure probably don't you know walmart but yeah i want to say by the time i left it was probably like an hour and a half to the closest other kmart Oof. okay i think similar to to mine so mine was in like a southern part of maryland and there was another part kind of near annapolis and then i i don't think there was any others left in the state at that point and i think both of them went out similar time frame um maybe right before covid I think they were definitely gone by COVID, whether COVID finished them off or it was, it got out shortly before. We were, we were talking about that like right before. I thought they were done like in like 2015. Like I, I had no idea. Well, slowly but surely it was like, you know, a slow pillow over the face of Kmart. It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't like uh, recently like turning Bed Bath & Beyond into like a horse that turns into glue situation where they just <laughs> shut them all down at once. Yeah, that, that happened very quickly. Yeah. No, they were wildly committed to keeping Kmart around. Kmart and Sears. That was actually one of the the things that like blew my mind when I first started working there was finding out that Kmart actually acquired Sears mm-hmm. yes. and not vice versa. I was like, Kmart can't afford anything. Sears is like the store. Sears is not the store. So but yeah. I I have worked with a lot of people that used to work at Sears, like mm-hmm. corporate Sears. And um, dude, it sounds like their culture was wild. Like everybody had like an assistant, everybody had like a big executive like office essentially, which I mean, you see the Sears tower, like it's freaking crazy when you go downtown. So Mm -hmm. I, but yeah, for me, when Sears shut down, that was a big moment, especially like with craftsmen, because that's like what my dad and grandpa always used as tools. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's like a Midwest boy growing up. That's where, you know, my family shopped for everything mostly. So, I mean, yeah, it was shocking when like Sears went down. Kmart, not so much. Kmart was always, even like growing up, it's like the store we'd maybe go to. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 we talked like, yeah, I kind of grew up in like a Target town. Um, so the, I, I'd say like in between the two Kmarts for us, it was probably like 20 miles, which is about, dude, like honestly, 20 miles in Atlanta is like an hour drive. Like it's, it just takes forever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they were far and few in between down here, which was surprising. And they were always like the Kmarts, the other Kmart, not the one I was talking about originally, was like in a strip mall with also like a Bed Bath and Beyond with a um like all the all the furniture out was like the Havertys and Ashley yep. furniture and all those oh, right yeah. there. And I was like, how are you? You guys can't. Survive. And then there was a Target. What are we like? I, I swear, like their loading docks like backed up to each other. Like, so you're not going to survive that. No, no. My Kmart was right next to a Blaine's Farm and Fleet, uh-huh. and that place would like crush them. Like parking lot full, Kmart maybe like twelve people. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Were all the four like were all the flooring like planograms set up same for every store, or were they different? Like like were like all the departments kind of always in the same area? You know that's a good question because honestly, outside of my Kmart, I don't have a ton of like familiarity with other Kmart's. Unfortunately, so like it, uh, me either because I, yeah. I never went there as a Mm-mm. shopper except for like once or twice. I think it was always the same. The like like you know, groceries on the right, electronics in the back. <laughs> Like, um, like my, so mine was, you walked in registers and everything, and then clothing would like be right in front of you. If you yeah. went to the right end, it was electronics and, um, toys. And then the back was like home goods, layaway, 
everything like that. Um, you guys want to hear a funny layaway story? Yes. Oh, let's absolutely. Go. So, so I, the first time they ever had me work electronics was like right before it was like early November. So like right when the holiday season starting to come in at our store, if you worked electronics, you were also in charge of layaway. So the first day they, they threw me in there into electronics cause someone else had called off. At, eventually I get called to layaway. I've never done layaway before. I put the order in, everything like that. Now it's time for me to put it where it needs to go. They have not showed me how we organize this place. So that entire day, I was just taking orders and just putting them wherever there was a space. And then the very, like, I think that the next day I worked, I just overheard someone on a walkie-talkie, like, losing their mind in layaway that they could find nothing. And I was like, "Ah, it's it's probably my fault. But, you know, I didn't know what to do. Did you, would you, I wonder, so I, I obviously worked a couple years after you, but it's, I wonder if our training videos were the same. I can't imagine they changed. Mine were 10 to 15 to 20 years old yeah. at the time, probably. And I'm sure you, they probably made them in 1995. I was going to say the training videos were like filmed and you could tell it's like, these were filmed when Kmart was like good. Like they, well, like. like yeah, the blue light mm-hmm. blue light special, special. stuff. Mm-hmm. I never, <laughs> our store didn't ever once have blue light specials. That was so we dead by either. the time I even started working yeah. there. They didn't, uh, see, Jake was talking, Jake works at Papa John's for like a month or something. He was talking about how like the beginning of theirs, you have to, um, they basically showed a, a video about how great like John Shatner is. Like, uh-huh. So they didn't show you guys like how to commit insider, insider training in like your video or anything like to start <laughs> off. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> no. But so that you asked about the building setup. So mine it was massive. It was huge, uh, unnecessarily big. You'd walk in and basically the entrance was the far right corner of the entire building. And immediately to the right was the customer service slash return desk. Behind it was uh, the old kitchen where they used to have Little Caesars. Yeah. Um, and then it was clothing and then electronics was actually towards the front and you could see remnants of when people would grab TVs and go out the front exit doors. And then, uh, there was other stuff. I mean, it was just massive and everything else. Like food was kind of in the middle. It didn't really make any sense layout wise. Like it's, it, it, there was no structure to it. It seemed like, did you guys have a no chase policy? If somebody's trying to steal something? Yeah. That is the, with retail, that is the craziest thing to me. If somebody's trying to steal something, you can't do anything. Like you just have to tell them no, don't do that. Dude, like, I'm not. It, I'm not doing anything for yeah. Kmart. That's for damn yeah. sure. <laughs> um, it, it is a strange policy, but at the same time, like, like I don't want to. I don't want to get beat up or killed no. in my stupid light blue yeah. Kmart T-shirt. Here, <laughs> here's a funny robbery story. So I was working the garden shop. Uh, like I said, they threw. I worked pretty much every department there. So I'm working the garden shop, and this guy comes in. And he's like, hey, I'm thinking about getting one of those trees back there. He goes, but I'm going to do more of my shopping and then I'll buy this at the end. I go, cool. So then I'm back and I'm in like the back area and I'm watering stuff. And in that area, there was like a gate, like a a fenced gate so you could see into the parking lot. Next thing I see is that same guy hauling out of the store into the parking (laughs) lot with a cart full. He had an Xbox. He had a PlayStation. I don't know how he got those things supposed to be locked up. He had everything. He is just throwing stuff into his trunk. I guess they already saw like what he was doing. So like cops are already starting to come. He just proceed. He doesn't even take everything. He just start drops the cart, hauls it like jumps over the curb, drives through 
like a Pizza Hut parking lot, but like not really the parking lot, like like the grass area, mm-hmm. and then just oh, proceeds Jesus. to like hop over the main highway and hightail it out of there. I had to file a police report that day. Did he get away? As far as I know. (laughs) Another thing, too, when I saw when he was driving, he had his license plate, like, taken and bent up. So, like, you really couldn't see it. I was like, this guy's a pro. I don't know why you just don't take off the license plate at all, but, like, yeah, this guy's a pro. Wow. I don't think we had any. Well, we don't have a robbery story, at least in my time there, but there was... Let's talk about coworkers for a minute, because... I, I was going to so ask, I, yeah. I, I worked a customer service desk. That was my job. So like when they hired me, like at the point in my life where I was, I was already a college graduate. I had other really good part-time jobs, but just needed something, something little, just something extra. Okay. Yeah. So this, this is where I took this job and they liked that some of my experience had to do with like being on the microphone. So they were excited oh, no. that we want, you know, announcements and the other stuff that we can get into later. But I, I trained under this, th- these two women, they, they love to smoke cigarettes. Shortly after I started, one woman left. And then, I don't know, I guess a couple months later, I come in one afternoon and there's somebody at the, at the customer service desk who shouldn't be there, like just normal cashier and say, Hey, what are you doing? And she looks at me all freaked out and she says, I don't want to say this person. Well, she says, Jen got arrested. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, they just let her out of here. She'd been stealing from the drawers. And I was like, what? And like, so that was obviously hot, fun gossip. And then I had, I had one cashier come talk to me and she said, hey, I feel really bad about this. But the whole time she'd been stealing, she was saying that everyone needs to watch out for you. You're, you're shady. You're suspect. I was like, what? She said, so we were trying to steer clear of you because we thought, and the whole time, like, so this whole time this woman was stealing from the drawer. I, I mean, I don't know how or what she was doing, but taking, you know, 50, 200 at a time. And then like over months. And then she was like pointing the finger at me saying, Hey, watch out for that guy. What the fuck? I, yeah. Imagine if you would have gotten arrested at Kmart. What'd what? you say? Imagine you got arrested at Kmart. Oh, I know, somehow they were fantastic. able to like try and frame you or something. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, open your, open your trunk. And then there's like bills there somehow. Yeah. My guys- first week. I got trained by a woman. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. I got trained by a woman on the register. And then the following week, that woman and two other customer service people were taken out in handcuffs because for, I guess, months and months and months, they were, remember the the shop your way rewards, the reward system. So for that, for every dollar you spent, you got a point. And like for every hundred dollars you spent, you get like a dollar back. You could use it at the store. So at my store... A lot of the clientele did not speak English. A lot of them. So what they would just do is just as soon as the people would just be like, no hablo inglés, they'd be like, okay, cool. Scan their own card. So they were doing that for like most customers and just racking up points and points and Uh, points to like getting like uh close to like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Again, I can't imagine they were able to get that much just based on the way the point (laughs) system works. But yeah, like my first week after that, like the woman who trained me and like two other people at the service desk just all got taken out in handcuffs for probably stealing like 500 wow, bucks that's maybe interesting so it was the- now every time i like i i do all my gas and stuff at kroger um oh, but my points, kroger baby. for some reason does not um allow you to type in your phone number for uh like if you want to do it on the, mm-hmm. the the pin pad so i'll just like go up to the uh the cash register and i'll i'll be like hey like here it is they'll just scan their own card and like get the fuel yep. reward points for themselves what do, I don't care. Like I don't have my card. So like do what you're going to do, but interesting. 
But, but apparently that's against the rules. I, I, not to me. I mean, dude, it's, that's just a perk of working there. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. But um, do you guys know what Zaxby's is? Yes. It's like, it's I, I like know a, it's of kinda, it. It's kind of like a Raising Cane's. Like, they advertise it here, but we have none of them. It's infuriating. Yeah, I worked at that in high school. And yeah, my manager got in trouble for um, stealing stuff from the drawer. Um, which, I mean, dude, he was like, you know, he's like 25. And he's probably making like 15 bucks an hour. But like, they um, they didn't arrest him. They just asked him to give it all back. So I guess he lucked out. Yeah, cool. well, Danny, you brought up the points system. The points was so... My, mine was in a pretty small town, which sounds like yours was as well. I would have people come in almost every single day. Like these same same group of women would come in almost every day and they would say, um, hey, can you check my points? And they wanted to see how many points they have. What can they buy? And sometimes, you know, sometimes I guess they would go out and shop. Sometimes they just leave. Yeah. Okay. Like you don't have enough for a free whatever. And sometimes they'd buy something ridiculous with their points. Like they have enough points to get a candy bar and they would. It's like, okay, why? (laughs) But, but there was also like, um, with the points, there was like sometimes qualifiers too, right? Where there was like, you have 5% off of clothing or 10% off food or things like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, they try and do whatever incentive they could to get people. Let me ask you this, because you were, you were a little bit later uh, than me. Were they still, was the credit card still a thing even at that point? Because they I used to get on, so. they used to get on us pretty hard to try and push those. Yes, I, I think, I, I actually, I'm trying to remember because I've worked other retail where credit card, like, these managers will come out of their offices from a conference call with you know, their boss, whatever. And they would be like almost in tears about needing us to get credit cards. Yeah. So we did have credit cards. Cause I remember like, I remember working with the cashiers and like, I, I had to be kind of like a lead slash coach. Like let's get credit cards, you know, guys do what you can. And I tell you what, I always felt so bad helping people sign up for credit cards. there, knowing, okay, you're, this is not going to be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> But but we'd even like I, okay now I'm remembering too one of one of our uh, managers I remember ha- her having like her family and her like her husband and her sisters come in to apply for credit cards so we could like me- reach the quota just so we could reach the quota I'm like this is a dying store why are you why do you care so much do you, do you think those credit cards like last like you couldn't cancel them after the store was done so you just had to like keep it on your file. Like on your credit report? I'm, not, I'm not even totally sure because the company would probably just be like, well, we're online, so use it at our online store. But yeah, right, that's right. The, the the current big box that I work a lot with. Yeah, the managers are they have to push it pretty hard. It's usually like I think it's like usually like 25 or 50 grand a month. They're asked like that's their quota for the month. But the same place, it's like your initial purchase, you can get like 10 percent off. And some of those buys can be like two thousand bucks. So mm-hmm. like, it's it's. It makes it worth it if you're a first-time buyer. Yeah. When I worked at a different retailer, uh, well, I I worked at a Dick's Sporting Goods, and I worked at the lodge counter. So, like, I sold the firearms at this place. And uh, I remember, like, first of all, you had to be 18 to buy, and you had to pass a background check. And we could run a background check right there immediately. They had to go through some prompts on a computer. And the one time I remember getting someone to sign up for a credit card was this 18 year old kid buying a, a shotgun and I convinced him and he was with his mom and he went for it. And I like afterwards, I was like, man, I feel so dirty. <laughs> no. And, and again, like I said, I almost never even bothered with credit cards. Cause like I said, yeah. most of the people in that area did not speak English. 
Yeah. Sure. And a lot of them would just straight up tell me that they didn't even have a social security card. And yeah. I'd be like, all right, man, there's nothing we can do here. Let's just pay and get going. So mostly uh, cash. You you probably mostly dealt with cash. cash, right? A lot yeah. of cash. And it would be like they people would come in and buy like a Pepsi and then they just put down like a hundred and I'd be like, well, I have to go to the service desk for change yeah. now because I just <laughs> opened my till. Is, um, is Dick still selling guns? They are not. I, didn't I, think I, so. don't, I, I know I, Menards I don't think so. doesn't anymore either. I had a buddy think- who was working there when they stopped selling guns. And he said that for like that whole week, people were just calling in an uproar, screaming mm-hmm. and yelling. And he's like, sir, I, there's nothing I can do for you. I don't, I mean, yeah. the, the, the people that would really want it, you'd figure they'd go in to get a markdown. <laughs> like, Something, yeah. Yeah. Try and get like, a bargain. They're put, uh, getting rid of all of them. But yeah, people sure. just want to yell and scream. Kai, yeah. do you have any funny uh, customer, any customer stories? We can get into customer stories. Oh my gosh. Well, because I work customer service, like I, I dealt with like the weirdest of the weird, but I, I can tell you the, the, the worst part too, you talk about no chase for, for robberies or, you know, thefts of any kind. Well, there at my time there was also policy of like you basically take a return no matter what. Oh, and I'll never forget this can't family. Do that of, at a Kmart. No, this family of four came in with uh, wedding clothes, like like not wedding. I mean, they were nice. They were as nice as Kmart could get. You know, like a dress shirt, pants, what have you. And they wanted to return them without a receipt. Uh, and they were obviously worn like the, the collars had, you know, stain, sweat stains on them. They said, Oh, we bought these for a wedding this weekend, but we didn't end up using them. And I looked at them and I looked at this, I kind of pointed towards the stain, knowing that I had to make this return no matter what. And I looked, I looked up at the woman at like kind of in the eyes and just paused for a moment. And I was like, okay, like, like, I just wanted her to know, I know what you're doing here. And it, I, I, I hated that too, because like, first of all, I don't care about the company to protect it, but like just the principle of it, that these people just basically rented from Kmart for the weekend. Yeah. I, again, to your point, I don't care about Kmart, but there was something about the principle that would like frustrate uh-huh. me. So like our store would almost always have a bunch of clearance clothes from the previous season. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll never forget. There was one time this woman comes up all she has. And this is again, this is like November. So like winter is just about to start. She's got like this brand new winter coat. It's even got like those like uh, security tags and whatnot on okay. it. And you could very clearly tell that she like picked off like a $1.99 sticker from like a clearance oh. summer t-shirt and put it on there. And she's like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm not giving you this. Like this is very clearly not a $1.99, ma'am. Very I, I had not. that as well, and I, I did. I, there were some situations where I would refuse, and and that was uncomfortable. It always helped if you had some kind of coworker there to either back you up or be the first line and say, "No, yeah. I can't do that." That way, I could come in and say, "Yeah, we're not doing that." Because I, I was kind of a manager, like yeah. in in certain situations, like if I had to override a price, that was me. Um, anything like this. Uh, I could kind of make that call. I kind of ran the front end, so to speak, a lot of times. And uh, that was so uncomfortable. The only time I'd get to really turn down customers, which was pretty enjoyable, was I mentioned I'd work in the garden shop. Mm-hmm. And you would get so many people who would do like all of their shopping and then be like, I bet there's no one checking out at the garden shop and try uh-huh. and like check out there. And I yep. would just tell them, I'd be like, I'm not, I, I'm not doing this because something is going to ring up incorrectly. 
and no one is going to come do a price check on like a pair of socks in the garden shop. They're just not going mm-hmm. to do that. And yeah. people would lose their minds. I'm like, look, just because you don't feel like taking another 10 steps and waiting like a minute in line, I'm not like I'm not doing this stuff, guys. Not no. doing it. Um, did you did you take phone calls? Oh yeah, for the store a lot. Oh yeah, because again, like I said, they would throw me in garden. They would throw me in electronics. They would throw me everywhere. Like I I would take phone calls from people, and again, at this point, I'm 17 years old, mm-hmm. and people would call me up, and they're like, "I'm looking at this TV, and I'm trying to find what's the difference between 720 and 1080." And I'm like, uh-huh. uh, "It's brighter." I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, and this was like LED and L, like LED and LCD at this point were mm-hmm. still like a big thing, like one or the other. And like they would ask me the difference between that, and I'd be like, "Man, you got to go to Best Buy, dude. You're at a Kmart. Like, I yeah, we don't know this stuff, dude." Um, would you? Did you ever shop there yourself? Like, so like I, I found I find myself when I you know when you're working in an environment there's like retail like you find yourself like picking things up that you probably wouldn't like you'd never get anywhere else, but. I don't know that I ever shop there other than I may buy like a payday during my break or something. Right. Like, like that you buy a lot thing. of like crap on like your break and things like that. But mm-hmm. there, there would be times where I would buy um, like a lot of like bargain DVDs and like things like that. Just like stuff you could get anywhere. But sometimes mm-hmm. it would be marked down cheaper there. Yeah. But like I don't really think I ever bought like clothes. No or, way. Like, anything <laughs> like that. No. The only thing I ever used my points for was a Blu-ray copy that came with a digital code of Thor Ragnarok. Nice. Well, and I, I feel pretty good about that purchase, yes. One time I had I had a bunch of points, because again, I would just rack them up, like buying like stuff on break and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I had a bunch and there was like a bonus. So I like told my mom, I was like, well, our youngest brother wants a Nintendo Switch. So go ahead and cash these points. And like, if you buy this, they'll also oh, give you like another wow. $15 off. That was like the hero of Christmas that year. Oh yeah! So shout out nice. Kmart actually for coming yeah. through that one time. Yeah. What did so like? What was the quality of like? Were they like an opening price point store, or like was it like more like Target, like like the like I, good stuff? And also like were they like national? Like like were they like Levi's or were they like private brands like Kmart oh. owned brands? Um, I'm trying to think. I want to say clothes wise, it was predominantly all like Kmart brands like Route 66, yes. Joe Boxer. Yeah. Okay. But then, boxer, yeah. yes. But then, um, <laughs> electronics would be weird. So, like electronics, like around the holidays, we'd get like some LG TVs. But mm-hmm. then, um, uh, we weren't like Kmart's not a Vizio distributor, like like Walmart or Target or anything like mm-hmm. that. So it was like, um, oh god, I'm trying some, to it, some like not non name yeah, Chinese brand. I, I want to say sell stuff like Hainisi, but that's also like kind of a brand now. It's not that one, but I started with a B or something like that. It was like. Vivia, like you said, they, they existed probably for six months just yeah. to sell at Kmart. Just to sell at Kmart, they don't exist yeah. anymore. They do not, yeah. <laughs> so like, there would be like obviously like you know your normal name brand stuff, but then there would be a lot of stuff that you're like you can only buy this at a Kmart. Yeah, see, yeah, that's like we like Target now has like a hundred and thirty private brands. I think like their whole store mm. is just like their own brands, which shipping Joanna Gaines. Yeah, yeah, shiplap season. I think um, when I was at Kmart, I want to say they were pushing, I think the big one they were pushing, I think was Selena. I think Selena Gomez had a line of clothes there that they were pushing. Really? Like really Interesting. See, this is still so wild. I did not even know they were like open like past like 2014. Like Again, like even when I worked there, like early 2010s, people would be like, I didn't even know Kmart was still open. I'd be like, yeah, they're still oh, kicking. Oh, people love really, to say that. Yeah, people yeah, love yeah. to say that. 
yeah, everyone, everyone thinks they've got a one-liner to get off. Mm-hmm. I don't have a one-liner. Like, oh, I just didn't know. No, no, no. no, 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 no yeah. I just meant like customers would come through and be like, oh, you guys are still open? Yeah. Well, you walk through the doors mm-hmm. and I'm standing here in my stupid t-shirt. So I'm yes. never coming back here again. <laughs> You're here every week. Yes. It's the only I, store you come I, to. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can, picture, I can picture the person saying that. that, if, said that all if you time. guys don't mind me asking, what was your like hourly pay at, at the time? Whatever, <laughs> Illinois. You have to answer that. So, I mean, it was whatever Illinois minimum wage would have been at the time. And then I think, like, every year I'd maybe get, like, maybe 15, 20% cent, not percent, cent yeah, raise. Yeah. yeah. You'd get, like, a 25, 50% raise. Yeah, like, an extra quarter. And, again, yeah. I think I got more money if I was, like, working other departments and things like that. Because, again, I would work almost everywhere. But, yeah, I mean, the pay, it was enough in high school where I was, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. I got plenty. I really don't remember. I, I'm guessing it was south of. Fourteen dollars an hour. Yeah, um, Maryland's minimum wage is much better than in the Midwest. So, like my first ever retail job uh, was at Finish Line Shoes, and uh, in Missouri, and I think it was eight twenty-five an hour. Yeah, and I, I was that was Illinois thirteen. Georgia, yeah. Georgia is at seven twenty-five now, but I remember. Are you serious? Y- yeah, it's still that low. Yeah, but when I started working. Um, in high school at retail and Zaxby's, it was five seventy five. <laughs> but like, dude, five seventy five was enough. I would work. Yeah, you know, sure. I'd work thirty it, hours a week. It was enough to. And this was also, you know, the kids now they complain, but like, I was also dealing with post Katrina gas levels, which were oh, like sure. four fifty a gallon, and I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, you guys have no idea how easy yeah. you got it right now. Yeah, but like now, the, the so. The minimum wage is set at that, but they can't find people to work that like anywhere. Mm-hmm. Sure. No. So like right now, if you go to Target or Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, you can make fifteen dollars mm-hmm. easy. And I'm just like, dude, you have no idea what I would have done for fifteen dollars an hour, like in high school. Oh, I know. Yep. Well, when I was when I did, uh, I worked for the you know this is a little bit separate, but when I worked for sports teams in DC. The minimum they paid minimum wage, but DC minimum wage was like fifteen an hour, and, and it's just it's gone up and every single year. Pay, like for like what type of position, if you don't mind me asking, that they were paid minimum um, wage for marketing. So like game day marketing. So you like breeze in for five to six hours on a okay. on a game day, and then you'd be out. Oh. But like, yeah, rate of return on that for how far I had to drive. Like you know, it, it in the experience I got from it, you know, we could do a P and L on that sometime later, but it was, it was, it was very, it was a stark contrast because I basically doubled minimum wage from Missouri to yeah. DC. And it was like a, Whoa, this is a lot of money. <laughs> like, do you guys, do you know how much like your, um, not your department managers, like how much your like general manager was making? No. And I, I don't want to know. Cause I, I would feel bad if I did. Yeah, Cause it's it, gotta be horrible. So, like when I worked at we Home Depot, a lot of managers too, for some reason, when I worked at Home much. Depot, like a head store manager for Home Depot right now makes like 200 grand. Yeah. When I worked at Sam's club, they were making like crazy good money for like, so even, really? the, depart- even wow. the department heads like were making over six figures. All right. I got to look this up. Like, have you, have you guys been to Bucky's yet? No, I've never been to a Bucky's. So I saw I, that photo though. That was going viral about like, um, what their starting pays at. I, I did see that. Yeah. So I drove, um, I went down to like Pensacola Gulf Shores area for a, um, a bachelor party like two months ago. And yeah, they were showing 
a general manager there would make 225k a year. Like a food service manager would make 175 a year, and then just any like cashier or anything was making I think 20 bucks an hour. Wow. And then they and then also they had a car wash manager that was making like 175 a year. But dude, like I've never seen anything. That place literally is just like bonkers. Like there was so much traffic, so much just you know trash walking through and like buying every single t-shirt and like store uh, memorabilia that they could i'm like it's not like it's not a it's a gas station like I don't could could we uh i could tailgates and turnovers franchise a bucky's and then like just the whole crew i don't run it? The, i don't know if they franchise <laughs> i think they might be okay. i think they might be um privately owned and then okay yeah i say we that that sounds like a uh, pretty good money franchising is a whole nother <laughs> thing to get into because like a franchise fee is I remember Steak and Shake once I was looking, I was eating there and uh, on their tables, they had it there like franchise information. It was like 500 grand. I was like, dude, no, thank you. Like, that's a lot. Not for a Steak and Shake. I guess back to your general managers, like were they, how, how were uh, morning meetings before the day got started? Any, any weird stories there? No. No, we, no, no, Gwen's from Superstore. We rare, to be fair, we <laughs> rarely ever had like store meetings. Like it was very just chaotic, unorganized. Like we very rarely would like get together and be like, "This is what we need to do at X Y Z." Like our head yeah. store manager would just kind of like walk around and like groan and like. <laughs> there was one time. This is probably one of the most insane things I've ever been asked to do while working. So in the Kmart parking lot that I worked at, there was also a Taco Bell. So I was in the garden shop. And again, it was close to like eight o'clock at night. There was no one there. I was getting close to close up. I had a buddy who was also working uh, at the store. And he was like, hey, I'm going to go on break and I'm going to get some Taco Bell. Do you want some? I was like, sure, why not? So he comes back. We're eating the Taco Bell. And then another one of our managers, one of like the co-managers comes out and she goes, hey, um, so the head manager, his name was actually Dan, funny enough. Um, saw you guys like just kind of sitting here doing nothing, eating the Taco Bell. He wants you to sweep the parking lot. Sweep? And, and we both looked at her and she goes, now, I'm not going to actually make you do that. But like until he leaves, maybe just go out there and kind of shake a broom around or something. Because I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm not, I'm not sweeping a parking lot. I, I've had to do that. Was he I- like... Uh- he not was military not, or something. I don't know what this guy was, but he was just—he was awful. Like that's really like oh the best gosh. best way to put it. Like a, uh, a Kmart general manager who, to be fair, has probably had that job destroy him, uh, mm-hmm. and you could just tell. You could just tell. Yeah, the coats were ever... cooler because they were like mostly like older, seemingly like older people who were like. Whatever, man. I've done it. I've I've gone through this. This store is going to close soon. I'm making enough money. I don't really care. But that head guy was, he was nuts. Would you guys ever work in retail again? No. No, I, I can't imagine. I feel like you're so, you're so handcuffed by, first of all, not being able to protect your store. You're not able to refuse returns that often. Like it's got only gotten worse because I, I know other people who have worked in retail and that's how they describe it. But mm-hmm. then the other side of it is like, I'm not trying to get into a, like a philosophical discussion here, but people are very entitled. Yeah. And you kind of always have to give in to the customer. Customer's always right is something that I've been told since I feel like I was born, but it's like only intensified. And then like just, I don't know, the threat of being recorded 
while you're at your job That's if somebody wants to throw a fit. Me. I couldn't be happier oh. that like when I was working retail, like TikTok wasn't a thing yet. Like you right. had like Vine, but that was like six second at mo- like you really people weren't doing things like that yet. I'm very no, thankful no, no. that I wasn't working at that point. Yeah. I can't even imagine some like kid with like that dumb like pineapple haircut comes in and immediately you just know he's gonna film you See, yeah like i i would i'd work retail again but i'll never go back to like the food industry like the food food service industry was like way worse to me i never had to go down that road fortunately I, see i also worked in food and i think the only thing i would give that is just less face to face with customers that's the yeah. only thing i would give yeah. to, like, I, I would never be like yeah. a server again oh like, absolutely not um but like actually working in a kitchen as long as everything's running right if I could make the same money I make like yeah. in, a, in a normal job, I would work in a kitchen all day. No, like, uh, if I could make the same money I'm making now, just still like cutting meat at a Sam's Club or yeah. cutting meat anywhere, I would absolutely do it. I loved cutting meat. It was so much <laughs> Dude, fun. Z- Zaxby's was the best. All I did was bread, chicken tenders, and drop fries in a fryer all day and then like make stuff on a line. Like it, I, it was the best. I haven't even really gotten into it. Like what my normal, what I would do at Kmart, I alluded to before I would do whatever I want. When I would work in the electronics department, I could control like their their TVs weren't preset for anything. So like okay. if I was there on Saturday, college football. If I was there on Sunday, I'm watching the NFL. When our trucks would come in on Tuesday and we'd get like new movies and things like that, maybe I'd accidentally rip one open and the next thing I know it's like, hey, I'm watching the hangover too on the TVs over here. That's awesome. Yeah, it was you could truly do almost whatever you wanted at that store. Man, that was that, not my experience. Just, I think because of my uh, implied leadership position that I had to be in. But the, the, the craziest thing I would do is take, I would pull, like we had walkie talkies and we'd have those like wired earphones. Yeah, they gave me I that would, too. I was like, dude, I would on. pull that out and I would plug it into my phone to listen to like a podcast or music yep. or something like in the mornings. But once the day started, I mean, it was... It was weirdly like almost always busy. Mm-hmm. I used to get yelled at so much for not putting the headset in. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not wearing a headset for this job, guys. You can walkie me if you. I'm not wearing a headset. Relax. Yeah. Um. All right. I don't, I don't know. You guys got anything else you want to cover about Kmart? I got one question at the end, but like, I I, I have one more story, and it, it it's like the weirdest thing, the weirdest experience, and I I don't know that I'll be able to encapsulate how it was, but I would receive phone calls occasionally. I, I mean once a week maybe more and it was this woman who had like a really pleasant voice but it was like like almost siri just perfectly perfect cadence and she would say hey this is you know winona in kmr corporate uh, you've got a a, a roll away shopping cart in the whatever department could you could you make sure that gets picked up please and she would like i mean this 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 call happened a lot and most of the time i would radio somebody else to go take care of it because i I was not supposed to be, leave the front end, uh, but occasionally I would, and I never found a shopping cart where this woman described, but she would call, <laughs> she would call as if she was in corporate looking at our security system and saying, Hey, there's a shopping cart that's just floating out there. Go put it away. Like in the store. Cause they didn't want, I guess they didn't want shopping carts just standing around. And I, I don't know. I never figured out what it was when I talked to other people about it. They thought I was crazy. So I don't know. Kmart. A few final things. One, Cotton, did you, Eli, sorry, go ahead and cut that. Uh, Did you guys still have a food court or like a Little Caesars? Nope. Did they, okay, so did they just build around it? um, It was, 
it was off to the side. So like there was the customer service desk mm-hmm. and then behind it was the bathrooms. And then behind that was a little wall that separated where the kitchen used to be. So I guess they just annexed it as it'd be a part of the store, but there was yeah. that little kitchen area. And I would, I would keep like food and a snack from like drinks for myself back there. And there was a ton of just garbage back there. Yeah, just well, they, like they junk. took our food court and they ended up closing it off and it just became the storage for like all of like yeah. the front register, like candy and things like that too. But yeah, like the magazines. funniest things about it was like, there were still a few kitchen things that like they couldn't end up selling. Like, you know, like the, like the hoods and like, stuff or oven was gone, but like the hood okay. of the oven that like, I guess okay. someone just didn't want was just still there. Cause they were like, we had a hood. Oh, well, we'll just keep it. <laughs> yep. There was a hood. Yeah. They'll just, whatever. No one wants it. We'll keep it. And they just <laughs> yeah. built around it. Um, I guess final things on Kmart one time, uh, the customer service woman had me listen to her son's mixtape. Uh, and yes. then, and then I, I had to just tell her with a straight face that it was really good and i think he's got something there yes um and then the story of when i left uh so the store had gone into liquidation and i was like all right it's time i re- i gotta find a new job um and then a sam's club opened nearby me so i was like perfect i'll go apply there so i did yeah. i applied there and the store was like not opening yet so they were like working in this little office so i went in for an interview and they were like cool we'll hire you on the spot go take a drug test and i was like all right I just got to stop at my other job because I'm supposed to work today and I'm let them know. So I go into the Kmart, I, I go into the main guy's uh, office and I go, Hey, I just got hired at Sam's club. I just need to go take the drug test for the job. And he looks at me and he goes, are you going to come back after for your shift? And then I kind of paused and I thought about it. And then I looked at him and I just went, Mm, no, nah, I think I'm good. And then I just walked out of that <laughs> office and I never stepped foot in a Kmart again. That's amazing. I, th- I was That's like, amazing. Mm, no, nah, I'm going to give myself like a week between like when this drug test needs to get processed and I start my other job. So I'll see you guys wow. later. Oh. So yeah, I, I, my leading story is kind of similar. Um, I actually, so I was working for the Washington Capitals at the time and they were going on their Stanley Cup run. So I called or I, I think I called the HR guy who was really, really awesome, pleasant guy. Um, and he told me, you know, I, I told him, I said, Hey, I, I've got to take the next month off. I'm going to be really busy. And I just can't like, it'll be unfair if you put me on the schedule and I have to change or call out or whatever. And then I came back in, um, after that month and I was like, Hey, and I just want to talk to you for a minute. And he says, ready to put, put you back on the schedule. I said, no, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> That was it. My, I walked out. Uh, my senior year of high school, I don't necessarily remember why I didn't just put the time off for it. Mm-hmm. But for my senior year spring break, I was just like, eh. I just never showed up like the whole week. And then in maybe one of the worst things I've ever done when they finally called me on like that Thursday or Friday, and we're like, hey, we haven't seen you in like three days. I told them my grandma died. And oh no, you pulled that <laughs> off. She was, she was already I, I killed an already dead relative, so I don't think it's like mm. the worst thing in the world. Sure. But yeah, that I, they were like, Where have you been? I was just like, Grandma died. Sorry, I forgot to call because I'm sad. And they were like, oh, okay. Wow. Wow. They See, st- I feel like I was so afraid to pull something like that because I, I I I know that I would be the one they would say, prove it. At my next job at Sam's Club, they would say like, okay, you know, if you tried the funeral thing, they would ask mm-hmm. you, um, okay, just, you know, bring us a, um, whatever it's called, for, uh, the pamphlet yeah. from the service or something. Which right. Is a fair request if you're actually going to a funeral. Did you ever have to do anything, I guess, last funny question about Kmart, did you ever have to do anything like seasonally where you dressed up? And- no, thank God. 
Okay, so when I was first hired, it was November, and like I'm, I'm a thin young guy. I mean, I was the youngest guy there, other than, you know, maybe I think we had one high school kid, but um, they wanted me to dress up as Santa. They wanted me to be Santa Claus at their Christmas party that they had coming up. It was like a shop with a cop type event. Oh, you guys I think. had Christmas parties? That's cool. Well, it was it was shop with a cop. Like oh, okay. it, it was just like whatever. And um, yeah, so uh, I was like, that's not going to work. And fortunately, it got canceled because of snow or something. But I was like, why would you put me there? <laughs> yeah, uh, related to that, just in terms of like the things that I would be asked to do to like try and cut costs. Um, so like t- stores like Target, Walmart, they'll have an outside mm-hmm. company come in and like set up like the patio furniture and the grills and bikes and like all that display stuff. Kmart ain't paying for that. No hey, way. Danny, yeah. We need you to go put together a grill. All the pieces might not be there. Yeah. But go ahead and try it. And I'm like, okay. Spent the whole day trying to put together a grill. Didn't do it. Didn't have all the pieces. See, I, that, that actually might have been a nice little break from real work. It, just like, hey, I'm gonna... I, yeah, they just rolled it into the garden shop like a disassembled grill. And they were like, put this back together. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You, uh, did did you guys sorry you might have just said this i had to step away for a second did you guys um did they do christmas trees at your stores yes did you ever have to work the the tree yard Mm-mm. we didn't sell trees no really Mm-mm. well okay we sold trees in a box it wasn't that exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. like we sold the box oh, yeah. trees we didn't have to take them out or mm-hmm. dress them up or See, anything. some of my buddies that have worked at some of the home centers before had to work like legit tree yards oh, and they're yeah, like no. dude mm-hmm. it is brutal you're you're banding them up and you're trying to load them on top of somebody's like fucking prius like oh, how yeah. are you supposed to get that on there dude the amount of like fights people would like try and start with me when they would buy like a patio set or like a table or whatever <laughs> and they'd be like can you help me tie this onto my car and i would have to explain to them that i can't because in the situation that it then fell off the car, now Kmart's liable because one of their employees did it. And people would of be course. like, I'm not going to tell if you did it. And it's like, yeah, you are. We both know you are. So, yeah, no, I'm not. They also wouldn't let us accept tips if we help someone like load something into their car. They'd be like, you get fired for that. Yeah, that's po- Publix, near, that's Publix that near us. Every time like someone helps you at Publix, they're like, yeah. they can't accept tips, but they always end up taking it. Yeah, like, I'm taking it every time. I don't care. Like, yeah. And if you fire that kid, I'm just not going to shot there anymore. Yeah, definitely. He's like yeah. a 16 year old. Um, yeah. I guess my last question, like, so like some of the mass retail places, like, do you think any single destination, like, do you think Best Buy survives? Like any of these like singles, like, like electronics or like, you know, I'm trying to think like just straight shopping, like, like clothing stores survive anymore? Clothing maybe. Just because, yeah. like, there are still a lot of people, like myself included, who who do like to try something on before they buy it. So mm-hmm. that is kind of, like, and I know, like, now, like, it's really easy to return things online. But, like, it's still, like, it still takes time. You got a couple days and things like that. So clothing, maybe. But I, I don't know about, like, Best Buy or anything. Like, like the last few times I've been into a Best Buy, there's, like, no one in there. Right. And I yeah, think same. people mostly shop online, so that's probably why. But. Because like Bed Bath and Beyond, like I said, that's like that was like a single like mm-hmm. purpose store, and that was well, the most yeah, recent one to go down. That was the store you went to to get all of your stuff before you go into college dorm. Like you get all the sheet. Like, and I remember because I'd never been in one until summer before going to college. It was the only place you could buy twin extra long sheets and, and bedding. Like at the time, and that's what our dorms offered. I just remember like you had to go to Bed Bath and Beyond to do that. 
I mean, dude, maybe you like that. That was like expensive for college. Like, <laughs> like a towel at Beth, Bed Bath and Beyond is like twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm. Was it? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I just remember. I feel like that was that was a thing to do. But I mean, I I didn't really buy that much for college other than sheets. Like everything else was like like I had like I had a hand me down laptop for my brother. Um, you know, that was about it. Just yeah. Give me some sheets. Yep. I'll be able to sleep. Tube TV. I, can go to I had a tube TV in college. Really? Do you have a tube TV? Yeah, the, my freshman year of college, I took a tube TV, and then that I, uh, I, I took like my my TV from my bedroom growing up, mm-hmm. which was like a I don't know like a twenty four inch like the it still was like round and had the back on it. Like, Did it have yeah, the VCR yeah. built in? No, no VCR built in, but it was still the um like eventually like I couldn't even plug like an Xbox up to it. It was mm-hmm. still like the uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the red yep. red gr- red green yellow or red yellow black whatever it was. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Well, thanks for enlightening me on Kmart, I guess. Do you guys have like five minutes to run since you guys are the Wisconsin-Ohio State guys and this is the game of the week? Yeah, I mean. It is the game of the week? No, no, it's not. the Well. (laughs) Okay, good. It's y'all's game of the week. Yes, yes, it is. Big Ten game of the week, maybe. Probably, yeah. The Big Ten's pretty crappy this week. Well, I want to I want to ask Danny something. You know, he's got fire uh fire Ryan Day is is his mantra. Yep. I mean, wh- why do you feel that way? Well, I'd uh, like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. <laughs> what he said about our team. <laughs> I don't know why that started playing why weirdly enough. I, I did um, that. My bad. Oh, I was like, <laughs> did I hit something? Um, that, yeah, that was God. No, again, like Ryan Day and, you know, is to me and again, the quote was put perfectly, a born on third base coach. He hasn't mm-hmm. elevated the program. In fact, he's taken it down. He seemed like, I, yeah, no, I, again, I might sound like a weird loser Ohio State fan. It's like, you guys are so successful. You still win double-digit games. You almost beat Georgia. I've never seen anyone get more credit for losing a game than Ryan Day did to Georgia. Like, people are like, oh, he took Georgia to the brink. Oh, so he lost. That's awesome, guys. <laughs> like, the amount of credit he got for losing to Georgia. And, and again, at the end of the day, it all comes down to losing to Michigan. You cannot lose to Michigan. You cannot lose mm-hmm. to Jim Harbaugh. You can't. You just can't. He can beat James Franklin. He can beat Penn State. whoop de freaking do man. So it, so what's your, what's your viewpoint then on a game versus Wisconsin? How do you feel going into it? Because I'll share my feelings in a minute. I, it's weird because, like, Wisconsin, I really have no, like, animosity against at all. Like, we've met a lot in the Big Ten title, but it's never really been, like, any sort of rivalry. No. And I really like Luke Fickle. Like, I'd really love to see Luke Fickle be able to build something there, mainly mm-hmm. because I think it'd be nice to see the Big Ten West um, actually be able to have, like, a really strong team before – actually, I don't even know if they'll have the Big Ten West moving forward. I'm not sure what it'll look like soon, but uh, – yeah, No, I, it's, it's, it's all done. Like, it, sides it, are gone. Yeah, it's, it, okay, that's what I figured. But, um, yeah, I, I mean – I'm excited for it. I'm going to watch it, but it it's not like woo, Ohio State, Wisconsin, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm probably not as diehard a fan as you are in this sport, but I, I obviously root for Wisconsin. Um, Ohio State is the boogeyman to me. Like, I, 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 I don't like them. They're like my least favorite college team. And uh, it, it, it's because Wisconsin doesn't stand a chance ever. And the years that they came close, it was always like there was a formula to it. Wisconsin would take a lead into the third quarter, sometimes be up double digits. And then next thing you know, it, the final score was Ohio State winning by 14. 
in the fourth quarter. It was like, it was devastating to me. Like, and so I just, it kind of broke me. So like every time, like I can't even get up for the game though, because at this point anyway, because the, the, the program is just, it doesn't know where to go right now. I mean, obviously it's got a new coach. You got to give him time, but like Wisconsin, uh, I feel like as a university is a king of patience. And that's just, it's like the opposite of how college sports works now. So like, you know, Paul Christ was given a very, very long leash and he did nothing to raise the program from what Bielema did. And, you know, I think, I think Fickle will be different, but so far, oh my God, they're, they're honestly one of the most excruciating teams to watch play. Is, see, like for me, like I would be, I wouldn't be happy watching a Paul Christ offense at Michigan State every week, but I'd be happy winning nine fucking games every year. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> exciting, but, but it also like, I'm, I grew up on the NFL and I grew up with it, like rooting for the Packers, a team that always kind of had a chance. And so like put me in the college football atmosphere and I know my team doesn't have a chance. It like, it takes the, it takes some of the excitement out of it for me. Like they don't have a chance. And that's why like I enjoy college basketball so much more. It's like Wisconsin always has a chance because their style of play is set up to, you can grind out and beat any opponent. But football, like, I feel like any time, like next year, Wisconsin's schedule is unbelievably difficult. I mean, they're going to go six and six, but you know, we can get into that over the next summer, Bennett. But like that first loss every year, Wisconsin has, I'm like, well, it's over. And you always, I mean, I guess you kind of always go in with hope. Like, I, I, I never, I never have any college football with this so team, hard but, because one loss yeah. and yeah, your season's done. And for, it's like so for the good teams, right, right, and like so, and then sometimes like Wisconsin may go into like the championship game against Ohio State with one loss, and I think, and I, I would convince myself if they beat Ohio State in this game, that's their like, that's their capstone. Mm-hmm. They could, they could maybe slide in, but we're a couple years away. We're a couple years removed from when that was even possible. So. Yeah, see, this is why I always kind of feel like a huge dickhead when I complain about Ohio State because, you know, you guys are just like, give me like nine wins a year and like a nice yeah, four yeah. and I'm fine. But yeah, um, we're kind of like the inverse when it comes to our college and our NFL teams because, you know, I, my NFL team has never had a shot my entire right. life. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see how the game goes this week. It, 14 and a half is a bit of a That's lot a... of points. Ohio State's see, not I, a big I... cover team. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, the defense has played well lately, so you know maybe that will be able to get it to him. But fourteen and a half is a lot of points against almost. See, any. I was thinking it it wasn't that much. I'm actually surprised that that they're thinking it would be that close. Bennett, what's your what's your perspective? Um, I, I just don't think Wisconsin's going to be able to score anything. So right. It, yeah, I mean, they might get like ten or like fourteen. Right. Yeah, but, but could they slow McCord down? I think they could. He's not yeah. tearing anybody up. He's not. Marvin Harrison is tearing people up, and Kyle McCord's getting him the ball sometimes. Maserati Marv? Yeah. I don't yeah. love that. No. I like it's, Gus it's, Johnson. I don't love I like Gus love Johnson, that. too. Yeah. Gus Johnson, I think, in the last couple years is becoming a little self-aware. Like Almost too much. It, yeah. Yeah. I, I think he reads it was the press a lot clippings. more exciting 10 to 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and now it's like, all right. You know, yeah. It almost seemed like things changed when him and Joel became like the partners together. And again, mm-hmm. I like both of them. But yep. there's something about when I watch a game where I'm like, eh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Gus Johnson yeah. will always be college basketball first yeah, for 100%. me, though. And, yeah. and his voice, 
his voice will always be the voice of so Bennett I you're here like Ohio State is the boogeyman to me but honestly what broke me as a college football fan was the uh the Hail Mary Michigan State Hail Mary yeah the ball crossed a centimeter over the goal line to score and that was like that was with Russell Wilson at the helm that was that was Wisconsin's chance was when we had Russell Wilson when you said Hail Mary I thought you were going to talk Braxton Miller Oh, well, that happened too. Yeah, that's where I thought you were going, and I was like, yeah, that must have sucked. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough time. You guys I can mean, hear me, right? That was the yeah. peak of fandom. Yes, sir. Okay. Sorry. I think that was actually the Fickle year, that Braxton Miller Hail Mary. I think that was when oh, we really? had Fickle as head coach that year. Yeah, because we went like 6-6. Six and six. They were All bad. right, well, let's see it come full circle tomorrow. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, but Ohio State's, I mean, they were the boogeyman for me too. It was like, you know, those 10 years where Michigan State was good, they were beating Michigan Eighty yeah. percent of the time they were beating Penn State like seventy percent of the time, and then just I think in those ten years they beat Ohio State like once or twice. Like it's just yeah, but when those once or twice happened, it was the Big Ten championship game, and yeah. it was twenty seven. No, it was twenty fifteen when Ohio yeah. State should have absolutely won a national title again. But then Zeke Elliott had like a staff infection or something. I don't even know that kicker just doing the windmill after he makes that kick like lives in my head. Right, I, I see it all the time. Yeah, so I actually I drove up to Columbus the year after that to go to the game, um, which Columbus from Atlanta is really only like seven hours. And hmm. dude, I I love really? it. it was like I think it was thirty one nothing at halftime. It was J T Barrett's senior year, and I was just like, I'm out of here. I've got some yeah, asshole behind me and fucking shit kickers. Like probably works at Napa, and I'm just like, I'm I'm done. It was freezing too. It was like first week of November, and yeah, I was like right up against too. one of the. Uh, like the retaining walls, like in the, uh, oh, and it was so cold. Yep. But tickets weren't that bad, surprisingly. That's odd for Columbus. Well, it was even when they, pl- dude, I, Michigan State wasn't good that year. Like they, it was uh, the year yeah. they, they had a top 10 defense and they had like a bottom 10 offense. They were basically Iowa. Like yeah. they were giving up like oh, everyone else, everyone else, they were giving up like 10 points a game. And then all of a sudden Ohio State gets in and it's just like, you just can't slow them down. You know, speaking of Iowa, that's kind of like as a Wisconsin fan, Iowa is the, the that's the barometer game. If you beat like because Wisconsin and Iowa are very similar, just Wisconsin maybe a little bit flashier. Yeah, um, they usually have like because, a typically because back. of running back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, if we lose to Iowa like we did this season, that's kind of like the all right, you know, let's just let's fast forward to next year because it. I, losing to Iowa just is an embarrassment, especially with like, everything they've got going on with their program. And the last couple of years, like I just remember, <laughs> I remember them losing to North Dakota state, like 12 to 10. I think that that is the Iowa game. It yeah. was really funny though. After they won that game, that brief moment, I think someone from the athletic wrote an article. It's like, Iowa's path to the playoff is easier than you think. Oh. It's like, what are we talking about? They're not, <sighs> like, even if no. they got to the big 10 title game, they're not beating Ohio state, Penn state or Michigan. No. So it's like, what are we talking about? Yeah. I don't know. It's not but happening. Guys, like, thanks for your time. Like I said, I'll, I'm going to hop into a solo here soon. I know we all got to get moving on our days. So, like I said, I think we're going to start doing more of these because we all got some uh, some crazy deep cuts that we got to get out there. And Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was kind of uh, yeah. cathartic. It was like, this is like a therapy session. I, I haven't gotten had. to talk Kmart in quite some yes. time. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah, we got some stuff. I got a couple that I got to talk about. Mainly, um, do you guys think you could land a plane? No. I, I don't know. Like, you just pull up on a lever. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems easy in movies, but I think uh, yeah. Fool's Gold. Have you seen Fool's Gold, the movie? 
Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's McConaughey character. Yeah, he like he yeah he he goes to land the plane. And she's like, "How did you learn how to do this PlayStation?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." Well, there was uh, there were snakes on a plane too, and I think it was um, Keenan Thompson, and he's just playing flight mm-hmm. simulator. I'm like, I think at the time it was like a PSP. He's like, I can do this, but yeah, I'll, I'll get into the, I'll, I'll get into that at another time. So if any of okay. you out there think you can land a plane, I, I'm ready to battle you on it. Like, there's absolutely Hit no shot. Line. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I know that right now. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I don't want to tell the story because I want to save it. But um, that's a good. That's a good tease. Yes. Thanks, guys, for always. Um, yeah. Here's the uh, solo preview. Cool. Thanks. Thanks All right, boys. All right, guys, and I mean, thanks, Danny and uh, Eli, for coming on. Like I said, I'm I'm soloing today, so just just trying to give you a quick schedule. And I mean, if you have a pack tw- or a quad box, like where you should be really watching from noon going all the way until you go to bed at midnight or later, if you're cool. Um, if you, like I, I will do this. So if you don't have a quad box and you have a different TV setup, I mean, the the big game you should have on the uh, screen at noon is Oklahoma Kansas so I mean just some things to watch out for Oklahoma looked super shaky last week against UCF and I mean they held UCF to they held them below their rushing average on the year UCF I think is ranked fifth in the nation for rushing yards Um, but the scary part about that is UCF who a team is a team that usually cannot throw the ball at all and they were able to kind of get it going there um Jalen Daniels will be out for Kansas, but Jason Bean is no slouch, and he's played plenty of college football at all sorts of levels, and honestly, he has a better arm than John Reese Plumley does from UCF. Uh, Kansas can't move the ball on the ground. We'll see if Oklahoma can stop him. Or I, Honestly, we could be in for another shootout like last year where that game ended 52-42, uh, to 42, I believe. I, I still anticipate the Sooners can win this game, and I, that would make it their... 19th straight win in a row against Kansas. But it's, it's really not that crazy when you think about it. Um, sticking in the Big 12, Mountaineers are heading down to Orlando to play UCF, who we just talked about. Uh, really needed a bye week, and hopefully they've recovered after that Hail Mary against Houston. UCF should be able to handle them. And, I mean, the Mountaineers have been tough, so hopefully Neil Brown keeps it up. I'm pulling for him for sure. All those, all those key players that West Virginia has lost in the secondary – shouldn't be as big of an issue against UCF like they were against Houston. ACC, noon game, FSU, can they continue the buzzsaw campaign? Probably. Wake Forest hasn't been any good. Well, not good. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're just not good. A uh, few things to watch out for FSU. Johnny Wilson did re-injure himself against Duke last week late in the game, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just sit him out this week and actually have him get right for once. Um, but should be a big, big day for Jordan Travis and another day for Keon Coleman to just eat, 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 shamwow, tweet, eat against a bottom half passing defense. And then really the only other game worth note is Carolina heading to A&M at noon. Um, it's just, it's, it's an SEC game, but both these teams are just kind of looking to stay relevant at this point. There's not much else to add. 330. If you're, if you're going to miss something, you can't miss 3.30 this Saturday. There's only two top 20, 25 matchups in all of football, and they both take place at this time. Like, you, you cannot miss these. I mean, probably the best game of the week, Oregon's heading to Utah. Utah handled USC, but not without giving up a ton of points. And on their own, Oregon took care of Washington State last week. Uh, it was 
14 points, but it was a little more out of that. Like if you're box score watching, it's it's closer than it actually looks. I I I think Utah was still right outside that top tier of the Pac-12 with Oregon and Washington, but out of everyone that's left, they're definitely the closest to being in it. I I want to note this and say this very Bo Nix has not looked very good. If you're looking at his stats, he's looked good. He's throwing some bad balls, and he is going to be have to be absolutely perfect if Oregon wants to win this game. Utah has one of the best run-stop schemes in the nation. They don't give up short passes. They're going to force him to make long throws. And he's like I said, he's going to have to be absolutely their, – their number one job is going to be shutting down Bucky Irving. On top of that, Utah offense has fully adopted a run-heavy offense, which isn't weird for them. And especially – I. We've been waiting for Cam Rising all year, and they have finally solidified the news that he will be out. Uh, Jaquindon Jackson and Sione Vaki have become quite the two-headed monster in the backfield. Uh, the, the, Buck, the Ducks' run defense is still very good. But I'm, I'm going to leave you guys with this. We've talked about it plenty. Utah has won 27 straight home games in our touchdown dogs. This, this is probably like the, the money line dog of the week if you got to take it. Like if you got to do something this – Utah can win this game. It's not out of the question. Um, 3.30, ACC, Duke at Louisville on ESPN. I, I can't take Louisville series at all anymore. I, I just can't. After the loss to Pitt, and same with Duke, you can't take them serious if Riley Leonard is not going to play because Henry Bielen, the fourth, he looked like the wheels on the field were moving a little bit too fast and he fell off the treadmill. Um, Riley Leonard is still a game-time decision, so we'll see what happens, but I'd be very surprised if he plays because the main areas where he helps are being able to run around. And I mean, regardless, you should have this game on at 3.30. Uh, ABC at 3.30. BYU is heading down to Texas. Once again, another team that didn't look great last week. Quinn Ewers, week to week after spraining his shoulder against Houston. Houston was able to move the ball pretty well on Texas last week. But they don't have the same offense that Houston does, just being frank. Uh, BYU, one of those high-margin turnover teams. like they, are, they have been forcing turnovers all over the place, and Keaton Slovis has been playing super safe. Without Ewers, how this defense looks against Houston, like this is possibly one of the biggest opportunities for chaos across the entire sport this weekend. Uh, the last big game at 3.30, Dogs, Florida, cocktail party. Jacksonville, 3.30, CBS, all that. Graham Mertz has been playing nuts. As always, Georgia had their bye week this week, and that just gives them a lot of time to plan. And also, they probably have the best secondary in the country. While they do have the best secondary, like you, you saw it against Auburn and Kentucky, like they were able to run the ball a little bit, but I, I don't expect you to see Graham Mertz throw for 400-something yards this game the way he has been in the last couple of weeks. There's just a lot of questions with Georgia as well. How would the offense look without Brock Bowers? Just too many damn questions in a rivalry game. Um, if you've never been, I highly suggest you try it. The, the fans are split down the middle. It's red on one side. It's blue and orange on the other. It's, it's loud as hell. Just I probably wouldn't stay in downtown Jacksonville. Um, just a couple other mid-afternoon games if you need to swap one off. Can't watch this one, actually. Sorry, my bad. It's on Pac-12 Network. But uh, USC has the cow at four. We'll see how they can recover after everything. And honestly... You might not be able to watch this one either. Uh, Clemson and NC State will be playing on the CW Network after some Riverdale reruns at 2 o'clock. And 
Pitt is heading to South Bend to play Notre Dame at 3.30. Pitt beat Louisville, but then lost to Wake. Yeah, it's just an absolute dumpster fire. Can't take them seriously either. Um, on to the night games. Tennessee heading to Lexington. Uh, totally mid. Just classic SEC, mid, SEC East mid. Uh, but there's some value. I mean, these, these are the two teams that will checkerboard it. Um, if you want to watch, this game will be on ESPN at 7. James Madison is finally ranked. And they will host Old Dominion on ESPNU at 8. Uh, if you haven't watched James Madison, they're loaded. There's a chance for them to make it into a bowl game if not enough teams make it. I'm, I'm really just excited they're going to be on TV more. Um, the defense is awesome. Offense is a little lacking, but it's really – I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, we already talked about Ohio State-Wisconsin, but that game will also be on NBC at 7.30. And then last but not least – Except an Apache helicopter. An Apache helicopter has machine guns and missiles. It is an unbelievably impressive complement of weaponry. An absolute death machine. Air Force is heading to Colorado State at 7. Um, this is on CBS Sports Network, so hopefully you get it. If you don't, I think you can just get it through the CBS app, to be completely honest. Uh, troops have been awesome so far. Pulling for them to go undefeated. I'm... New Year's Six Bowl, all that. We haven't seen that, I think, since Navy back, their, maybe their first year in the American. Um, and Colorado State, like, you know, I'll, I'll turn that a little bit coming up next. But, you know, everyone hyped them up because they looked good against Colorado, and they just seem to continue to trend downwards. <laughs> just whipping back into that, if you need something to watch, of course it's going to be on national TV. Colorado's on at 7.30 in the Rose Bowl against UCLA. Don't really care. Tired of Colorado. Late, late night, uh, anything past 9 o'clock. A surprising 6-1 UNLV is playing a not very surprising 6-1 Fresno State to battle for the current second-best spot in the Mountain West, second spot in the standings in the Mountain West behind Air Force. Um, Fresno State won't play Air Force this year until possibly their championship game, so it's definitely worth noting that if Fresno keeps us up, then they can uh, – I mean, there's a chance they could win that conference outright, but this, this, I don't really have a read on this. I don't, I still don't feel like UNLV is that good. Kind of just been getting lucky, but I am looking forward to this one. Oregon State will be heading to Arizona. Um, the Fish Gang has looked really good against some really tough competition the last month. I, I don't want to downplay an Oregon State. They've looked awesome. Martinez, DJU, across the board. Um, Fiata has looked great for Arizona. Like I, this Arizona team has proved to me that they are for real. Oregon State has also proved to me they're for real. Like th this should probably be a top twenty-five matchup if Arizona didn't have a tough schedule so far this year. Because I'm looking for them to clean up a little bit the rest of the year and be able to make a bowl game for the first time in I think five years. Um, so that this is your really really late game, and this will be on ESPN at ten thirty. I know it's hard for people to stay up and watch that because those games end at like two a.m. But if you haven't watched Arizona this year as the resident fish gang podcast, you, you need to go watch them and just check it out. Like they have made leaps and bounds that I don't think many people thought would be possible. And like, I'm, I'm just looking forward to them seeing what they can do the rest of the way. They could be a true potential power in the upcoming big 12 when they do change. Um, guys, I know this is quick. It was like 10 minutes, quick hits. Like as always, Go, go listen, you know, rate, review. We, uh, please, please rate 
the podcast if you listen because that helps us i hope you guys enjoyed the the uh eli and danny stuff with kmart i know it's a little bit weird for us but uh especially in the off season i think it's something we'll be doing a little bit more because a lot of the guys especially from discord one have some uh deep cuts they really want to get out and i just think there's some valuable stories there we might we might end up switching those off into like their own uh like not own podcast like they'll still be on our feed but then we'll just split those and then have football stuff on a main one just because that might make it a little bit easier and we'll figure out a name for all those and everything but it's always guys love you um don't tweet recruits once again follow us everywhere join the discord uh discord's still popping i mean we're having fun and i think this weekend's a really good chance for some big chaos but thanks guys bye